What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. I know the past couple days have been a lot of Southern California-related tidbits and, you know, just a lot of L.A. news, both on the Dodgers and Angels side, but there is yet another piece of news coming out of Southern California, coming out of L.A. It's that Max Muncy has agreed to a three-year contract extension with the Dodgers. It's going to be a three-year, $26 million deal with a $13 million club option for the fourth year. And, I mean, it's not exactly the biggest deal or anything, but it gives Max Muncy some well-deserved job security after two seasons of breakout performances with the Dodgers. I guess you can only break out once. So I guess, you know, he had that breakout 2018 season, and then he just followed it up with another great year last year. You know, Muncy's a bit of a late bloomer. And actually, he's not a bit of a late bloomer. He is a late bloomer. He's 29 years old right now. And he's a guy who had basically struggled with the Oakland A's for a couple of seasons and then was released. And then as soon as he made his way over to L.A., he absolutely flourished and he became a completely new player. I mean, he has a 145 OPS plus over the last two years. That's tied with Anthony Rendon for seventh out of 114 hitters or at least 1,000 plate appearances over the last two years. And since the day Muncy first appeared with the Dodgers, he's tied with Cody Bellinger for the eighth most homers uh, in the MLB at all, like completely. And he shows an ability to make a lot of contact. He doesn't strike out a whole lot. And he's a big piece of that LA lineup. He's going to be playing first base for them on most days. I mean, first and second, they, they can move him around to both. And... He actually received some some low ballot MVP votes each of the last two years. He was a first-time All-Star last year. He had an 857 OPS with six homers in 21 postseason games with the Dodgers over the past couple of years. So a defensively versatile guy, a bat with power. You know, he, he's hitting balls into McCovey Cove off of Madison Bumgarner. He's, you know, hitting walk-off home runs in the World Series. And just... A good bat. There's really not much else to say about Max Muncy. It's just that he's a late bloomer, but at least he's able to get some of that financial security, which is really good to see. He's really good to see. You know, he's he's going to be a mainstay in the Dodgers lineup for years to come. So, congrats to Max Muncy for getting that bag, for securing that deal, and he's going to be penciled in. I don't know, probably in like what, like the five hole or something. I don't know. He's going to he's going to be top half of the lineup. I don't know what they'll do. They'll probably do some, like, bets then. I don't know. He, Muncy could hit two. I'm not even going to – I'm not going to speculate because I don't know what the Dodgers lineup is going to look like. Frankly, it's not a big deal because they're going to score a lot of runs either way, especially now that they have Mookie bets. But, yeah, this is going to be an interesting team to watch. Congrats to Max Muncy. He gets that deal. Three years, $26 million with the Dodgers. In other news – the Indians are nearing a deal with Domingo Santana. He's a free agent outfielder, and an announcement to, could take place sometime next week is what they're saying. It's pending a physical. Obviously, the Indians need a lot of outfield help. Whether or not Santana is going to be that solution, that's anyone's guess. But a couple years ago, 2017, with the Brewers, a lot of people thought this guy was a budding star. He had 278 with 30 bombs and 3.3 war that year. But... The following year, 2018, he struggled at the dish, and then the Brewers traded him to the Mariners in December 2018. 
at the time. He looked like a pretty interesting pickup for Seattle, but he didn't really produce much for the Mariners. I mean, he had a second half elbow injury, which just tanked his numbers. He ended the season with, you know, 253, 21 bombs. Not terrible, but it's not what you thought you were, what you were getting based on what he did a couple years prior in Milwaukee. And it wasn't really the bat that was issue, but his glove actually became really bad. He ranked as one of the worst outfielders in the game, a minus 17 UZR. Uh, that's just not going to cut it. So he ended up getting, I mean, his war for that year was just basically replacement level uh, because his, you know, decent offense and horrendous defense just mixed together to give you that combination. But to his credit, and you know, some people always want to talk about age, he's still just 27 and he has that underlying talent there, which is something I like to look at a lot. So the Indians, you know, as they decide to sign him here in the next couple of days, they'll be able to control him via arbitration through 2021 because he's still under club control. So that's going to be interesting. And, you know, should he join the Indians, he'd make for yet another corner outfield possibility for this team that's, you know, not the ideal possibility, but a bit of a band-aid solution. I mean, Fran Reyes is probably better off as a DH. Jake Bowers and Greg Allen didn't really do much on the field last year, production-wise. Tyler Naquin tore his ACL in August. He's going to miss part of the 2020 season. And then Bradley Zimmer was injured almost all of last year because he had shoulder troubles. I mean, if, if Brad Zimmer is healthy, he's going to be their center fielder. But, uh, you know, that's that's an if at this point. So, but it looks like Domingo Santana is headed to the Cleveland Indians. We'll have the details for you when that does come out. So, the Mets. The Mets were having a ownership bid. It looked like Steve Cohen was looking to buy the Mets. He was looking to become the majority owner. He's a hedge fund manager. But um, that fell through, basically. Um, yeah, they couldn't work out a deal. He's currently an 8% holder. He's looking forward to becoming a majority owner. But, you know, that that's not happening right now. The deal didn't work out. And that's really all that happened. I saw that headline yesterday. I didn't think too much of it. You know, the, the Mets ownership is something that has been under scrutiny for the last decade or so. Um, they have made some pretty head-scratching moves and with the way they manage their money and the way they've done some of their deals. But uh, that's all I really have to say about it. I don't know too much about the details, but all I know is that somebody tried renegotiating a higher stake of the team and didn't get it. So nothing really changes in New York. There is some concern about that three-team trade from Mookie Betts, saying that it might be held up. Apparently, the Red Sox traded for Brewster Gratterall with the mind that he'd be a starter, but then after looking at his medicals, realized that he profiles best as a reliever. So they're asking the Twins for additional compensation because starters are valued more than relievers. And the first thing I thought when I saw this, I was like, okay, did you really have to take a look at the medicals? I mean, I haven't seen Brewster Gratterall's medicals, and I could tell you that he profiles as a reliever. I mean, the kid is 6'1", 265. He throws 100 miles an hour. His mechanics aren't the best. I mean, it doesn't doesn't take a a surgeon or, you know, rocket scientist to realize that this guy is a long-term reliever. But, hey, who am I? So, I thought that was kind of funny. Like, obviously, they knew that this guy didn't profile best as a starter. I don't know. Maybe they were just being 
optimistic. I don't know. But that is all we have for today. A very short one. Just some quick little updates. Some quick news and notes. That's all I've got. If you guys enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.